Grab your gear and lace it up. Helmets on and cup your nuts. It's that time you know what's up. Here we go, bring in the backup. Welcome in to Bringing the Backups. I'm your host, Eric Helwig. Is that how I start the show normally? I can't remember how I usually start the show. Is the mic on? Why does the mic sound weird? Is it my headphones? Hang on. This is stuff that a lot of professional podcasts will do before they start recording, but not yours truly. I don't roll like that, all right? It is uh, the night before the podcast again, all right? I don't know what to say. I procrastinated a little bit to do this one. I had a good reason, though. The The wife and I were in Hawaii last week for the Aloha Comedy Festival. Well, she wasn't there for the Aloha Comedy I was there, but we went there early to, like, do Hawaiian stuff. And by Hawaiian stuff, I mean touristy shit, but it was awesome being in Hawaii. Thank you to the to the great people of the easily the greatest state in in America. I mean, goddamn, it's so you just get off the plane there and you're like it's so nice, the ocean and all that crap. Hey, Gordon, are you leaving? Well, that was quick. Gordon doesn't like being in here for the podcast. See you later, buddy. He was going to be my guest later in the show, but I, I guess not. So, yeah, back from Hawaii. Got back in late on Sunday. Had work, and now I'm just recording the podcast last minute. I mean, here's the thing. It's late, but luckily, I'm a free man here at the home because my wife is out uh, taking a, a class, a late-night class. Uh, so I get to record late. Usually when I'm recording at 10 o'clock, I'm... I'm I'm whispering like a like somebody confessing to a priest that he masturbated in the confessional, but I don't have to do that. I can just be loud in my own home at ten twenty at night. So loving loving the freedom I've got today. And I will say this today on the podcast, while there is no guest, we're talking Timmy Chang, backup extraordinaire. Uh, you know I, I'm I'm stretching. With with the quarterbacks, because originally the rule was like, okay, they had to play in the NFL at least one snap. And then I was like, well, you know, or if they tried really hard. Now I'm going to a guy that was on practice squads, and eventually you will be covering hockey players. I don't know what to say. If, the, if I don't quit, that's the real thing. If I don't quit the podcast, eventually it'll be a completely different show. I mean, also, who gives a fuck? For all of you who actually support this show, I will say, I mean, you've it's now been in a couple iterations, so I do appreciate that you're hanging with. By the way, if you would like to let me know what you think about this show, you can do that very easily by calling in to the Bring in the Backups voicemail. That number, 323-716-6072. That's right. You can call in. You can talk to me. You can tell me what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. A quarterback you want to hear about. You can uh, talk some shit. You can do whatever you want. I mean, honestly, I, you know what? And you know, I'll say this too. I only have three voicemails 
to play on this episode. Only th- only three people called in, I guess, um, over the last couple of weeks. So let's just do that bit now. Why don't we just start off with the voicemail? Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I can do that, right? Can I start off the show this early with with the voicemail? It feels like usually I do it a little bit later in the show. I don't know. What do you think? Can I do it? Can't do it. Did I set that up too much? I think I did. All right, let's 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 do the voicemail. Bring in the backups voicemail. Derek. All right. This is the first message we have loaded up. Hey, it's Russ. I just heard you say that Kurt Warner was wide, and I'm just curious, what, where do you put the, um, like the threshold of a wide man? Like, quantify it for me. Where does someone suddenly become, oh my God, he's like wide. He's beyond kind of like the average width of a, of a man. Um, I don't know. Curious question. That's Russ. Uh, I don't know if I, did I say that on the show last week? I don't remember saying that Kurt Warner was wide. I mean, he is wide. I do think that. And I did watch the Kurt Warner movie. I think that I think I might have I don't know if I said I don't know if I said that in real life to Russ or if I said it on the show. It doesn't matter. Uh <laughs> Let's just act as if I said it on the show last week. I don't know. Maybe somebody call in this week to confirm if two shows ago by the time the voicemail airs if I did talk about Kurt Warner's wideness. But he is wide. He is a broad-shouldered man. And it's the kind of thing, like, I don't know why I've never really noticed, like, you know, movie star, like, uh, Superman. Or, like, Ben Affleck in, in, as Batman. Uh, they're, like, broad dudes. You know, like, I, I, I don't know. It's just, for some reason, Kurt Warner, I was watching the Kurt Warner movie, I was like, man, that actor has got huge shoulders. He's just like a big fucking hunk of man. I'm gay. And then I looked at Kurt Warner. I was like, no, he is wide too. It's actually really good casting. The guy looks like him, not just in the face and the, you know, that like that 90s flat top, <laughs> uh, jet black hair that Kurt Warner used to rock. But he just like, he looks too wide. So what was, what was the question? They were like, quantify the wideness? I don't know. Like, uh, I mean, I would just I started watching that show Jack Reacher. Have you guys watched that? That's pretty good. Um, so Jack, the, whoever, I don't know who the actor, whoever that guy is that plays Jack Reacher is what I would consider wide. And uh, not wide. Um, Jack, uh, Jack Skeleton from... <laughs> What is it, Nightmare Before Christmas? Whatever. Is it Jack Skeleton? That's not his name. Fuck, that joke would have been great if I had named that. It's not Skeleton. It's like a pun on Skeleton, isn't it? Hang on. Let's Google. Jack Skellington. Fuck. Ah, I was so close. Yeah, that guy's skinny. (laughs) And Jack Reacher is not. All right, so hopefully, Russ, that paints a little bit more of a, a picture of what I'm, you know, whatever in the middle of that is. Another Jack. Who's another Jack? Let's just use Jacks for this. Jack Sparrow. I I think Johnny Depp has like a normal width of a man. Yeah, so let's do that. Guy that plays Jack Reacher, Jack Sparrow, Jack Skellington. All right, there's the range. 
Let's get to our next voicemail here. Who do we got? Hey, it's me, Bill, calling back from New York. I just got all still confused uh, who these players are. I never even heard of them. I'm also confused in general. Where am I? Who who is this person in front of me? What, What is this place? All right, well, best wishes to Bill. I'm not going to honor that uh, voicemail with any more airtime that I already got. Okay, this is the third and final voicemail for the show. And again, if you want to call in, which I would love for you to do, do it right now. Pause your podcast. Call in. Ask me a question. I mean, we're in the offseason for the NFL. I, I, there's like NBA. I mean, we all talk, talk Sixers all day with the Harden trade, but... Whatever. Ask me anything. I don't care. It's off season, so this show's going to be even less football-centric than it normally is. The number here, 323-716-6072. Here's our third and final voicemail for the show. Yeah, it's me again. Um, one thing I forgot to mention, you're completely wrong on Miami Vice, simply because in that movie, for all its faults, the plane that they're using to smuggle drugs actually has a goddamn spoiler on it. Go back, look at the movie. The plane has a spoiler. Is, was that the uh, – all right, so that was Russ again. Did I talk about Miami Vice on the last show? I need a, I need a list of the things I talked about. What, what did I say about Miami Vice? I'm wrong on Miami Vice because the plane that they have drugs on has a spo- – what did I – did I say that it didn't have a spoiler? I don't know what I said the last podcast, but whatever I said, I clearly upset Russ. <laughs> Russ, next time you call into the show, give me timestamps on what I said so I can prepare and go back into the last podcast, find what I said and respond to it. I mean, I guess I'll just I, I did watch the movie Miami Vice. It's Michael Mann hack joke. Michael Mann jokes go too long. Uh, movies go too long. We all know that. Uh, I thought Miami Vice sucked. Uh, looks like Russ loved it and has uh, probably a Miami Vice tattoo on his taint. So. Hey, man, uh, I'll go back and look at the scene with the plan. Actually, again, I'll just Google now. This does make for very good radio. Let's just Google Miami Vice plane. What comes up? Oh, wow, that is a cool. Okay, yeah, this is a. It's an Adam A500 centerline twin engine piston airplane. Yeah, this thing's thing pretty. Uh, this thing's pretty badass. Who was it? I all I remember from Miami Vice is that uh, the, the Colin whatever that actor is in it. Colin Firth. It's not Colin Firth. Colin Farrell's in it, and I and I didn't like it. Man, Colin Farrell's in some clunkers. Man, True Detective season two. What else can I make sure I never get hired on in Hollywood? All right. Uh, Miami Vice sucked. Sorry, Russ. The plane looks cool. It doesn't justify an entire movie. That's the end of our segment for today. Bring in the backups voicemail. Derek. Well, that's all I planned as far as bits go. 11 minutes into the show, I blew my load. What can I say? All right, now we're going to hang out with me. Another 30, 40 minutes. Just the majesty of my voice. The emptiness of my home. 
maybe the dog walking in here at some point to ask for his final dinner. You want to know what I have to tell Gordon every time he gets a hold of the dinner that we've made for the humans in the house? Put the chicken fingers down! Look at that. The Bruce Springsteen clip made it one more week. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? <laughs> I don't want this to become a show where I just set up for the little clips. Okay, I got I to gotta have the soundboard ready to go. Just kind of know where stuff is. And then we'll do, you know, I'll, I'll hit it when it's appropriate. I promise. I'll, I'll get quicker with this. I do want to talk a little bit about uh, my week. And then we'll get into Timmy Chang. I want to talk Timmy Chang because he's the new head football coach at Hawaii. The Rainbow Warriors. Go Bows, as they say, on the island. Uh, I love being in Hawaii. There's, there's really not a lot of support. For the football team, they haven't really played in front of a crowd in two years, and they sucked, and their last coach was like a, I don't know, apparently talked to the players like he's a villain in The Wire, uh, so he got fired. And then there was this whole controversy with they were going to hire June Jones again, which would have been a great hire, but then instead of hiring him, they hired Timmy Chang. Timmy Chang, the former record-setting quarterback at Hawaii, he was the record-setter until Colt Brennan came along. Although that said, Timmy Chang does still hold some uh, some ignominious records. Am I using that word correctly? Probably not. That probably means like some sort of like fucking fossil. But to me, it means like, you know, dubious. No, that's not the right word either. What's the word I'm looking for where it's like uh, infamous? That's the word I wanted to use. Oh, boy. How dumb can I sound on the podcast? Uh, thank you to my friend Julie Weedman who produced the show in Santa Barbara. Uh, that was back on the 19th, right before I left for Hawaii. I had a great time in Santa Barbara doing stand-up. Uh, it's a very good comedy show. Follow Julie Weedman on uh, Instagram, Twitter. She's a hilarious comic. Yeah, had a great time up there. Then I headed out for Hawaii, guys. All right, I was out there. Uh, I have a, some family that's out there, which means I can always crash. Don't have to pay for a hotel. So it's basically living on the West Coast. Hawaii might be a, a once-a-year spot because all I really have to do is pay for a plane ticket, and there are times where you can get it for, like, fucking 250 round trip to Hawaii, place to stay. Got a remote job now, and now I know comics out there who run shows. I mean, hell Yeah. Hell yeah. Very happy. This is, uh, you know, I went, to, I did the festival two years ago. Could only go for a couple days because we had family stuff going on, so I didn't really get to enjoy it. But this time, me and the wife went out, had a great time. A great time. First off, the Aloha Comedy Festival. Shout out to Patrick Tyrell. He puts it together. Patrick, if you're listening to this podcast, which I know you fucking aren't, because why the hell would you be? <laughs> But if anybody else, you know, wants to, you know, message him, let him know some podcast with 150 listeners a week said thank you. The festival was awesome. I won Best of the Fest, which, by the way, that's two festivals I've done this year. I won first place in the first one, got Best of Fest in the second one. When am I going to start making some fucking money? All right, your boy is crushing it. I've been fucking crushing it at these festivals so far. 
I'm going to keep up that good work. I will win every fucking festival I go to from here on out. That's my promise to you, Dad. But yeah, uh, anyway, Aloha Comedy Festival is awesome. Met some very, uh, very funny comics out there. Um, guys that uh, obviously next time I'm out in Hawaii, I will, you know, get together with. And hopefully when they come to the mainland, you know, now they've got a connection in L.A. By connection, I mean a dude they can sit next to at open mics. What do we do? What, what, let, let's get like the touristy stuff out of the way. We went to a luau. We went to a luau, which is, it's fine. Like, that's the food was all right. The show is cool. You know, they're like yelling at you and doing like dances from different countries. And then, um, then the, the fire part happens at night. And that's the fucking cool part. I, I could have just showed up for the fire part. And what was funny about the whole luau is like, it's in a water park. Like, you're just sitting in like the, the theater of a water park. So there's all these like empty, water park rides behind the luau like the festivities on the stage and you're like and these water rides look pretty fucking cool i kind of wish i could just ride the water rides <laughs> come back you're gonna light shit on fire later right like the whole time i'm like i could just skip to the fire part this water slide looks amazing and get this i also found this out Late that at the end of the festival, the day after, when I was flying out at 5 o'clock in the morning on Sunday, every comic in the festival went to that water park as like a we finished the fest party. And yours truly, the best of the fest, fucking missed it. I got screwed. What I'm saying is next time I go to Hawaii, I'm going to that water park. I don't care if it's for little kids. I don't care if I'm the only adult man in there. I'm a man. I'm 40. Oh, that was that's how you do it. That I I did not plan that out. That was perfect. Oh, I'm so happy. You know, I could end the podcast right there. So we did the luau. Uh then we did something touristy and I don't even I don't give any care that this is touristy. We went on the ATV ride through uh, I think it's called Kaluau Ranch, but it's where they shot Jurassic Park. Hands down. One of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. I mean, Jurassic Park came out, what was that, 93. I was eight years old. It scared the crap out of me. Like, I'm talking like I now sleep with the covers over my head so, like, raptors can't kill me at the age of 36 because I saw Jurassic Park when I was eight. And in my head, I was like, the raptors can't find you. That movie, did you hear that burp? That movie scared that movie scared me so much. Like, I, I don't like, I don't think I can even watch horror movies now. And it's obviously not a horror movie. But when you're eight, it kind of is. It's dinosaurs eating people. I mean, it's, it's so, it's such a good movie. And to be there where they're shooting, you know, many scenes in the movie was really, really amazing. And then the ATV ride, of course, is cool too. Because it's like, you know, you get to ride a fucking ATV. In Hawaii, in this valley, it's raining. It's basically like Hawaii, Hawaii, like it rains like three or four times a day based on where you are on the island. It's really, usually that would be annoying, I feel, but it, and it's so great there because it's humid and the water like cools you off. And then you're like just back to it being hot, but it feels good. It's like, oh, thank God, it's, I'm, I'm in the rain with nothing. Like nobody has an umbrella. You just stand in the rain. 
it's, it, I don't know. I'm, I'm just like describing a tropical, that's going to be the whole podcast is me describing what a tropical environment is. I'm telling you, it was the coolest thing we did the whole trip. I got, I, uh, like I said, had some family out there too. So we got to ride all in one ATV and just do it. And I got to drive it. I'm telling you, they shot other stuff there too. But like, honestly, like if you're looking at like the footprints from a dinosaur and then it's next to like a, sh- a shot where Matt Dillon got blown and you, me and Dupree, you're like, okay, I don't really care about that scene. Show me the dinosaur stuff. Ooh, this is where Adam Sandler met Drew Barrymore on the side of the road. Show me the dinosaurs. Who cares <laughs> about the rom-coms that were also shot here? I'm sure Harrison Ford and Anne Heche had a great hookup session behind this rock. But I want to see where the raptors ripped the dude's belly open. All right? That's what I want. It was cool, man. It was cool. If you're ever in Hawaii, you got to do it. Uh, I, I, I can't remember the name. It's Kaluau, I think, Ranch. It doesn't matter. Just type in Jurassic Park Ranch. If you're ever there, on the, it's uh, on the Oahu Island. Which, by the way, I'm going to say this. Some fucking annoying person. This is right before I left for Hawaii. Like I told them I was going to Oahu. And they're like, oh, is that the touristy one? And it's like... Fuck you. I told you I'm leaving for it tomorrow. Like, what's the point of shitting on it the second before somebody leaves? You know people like that that just, like, they have to fucking ruin everything. They just can't let any, they can't just be happy. This wasn't somebody I knew. It was like a a person I had just met. And they've got to take a moment to shit on the place I decided to go in Hawaii. First off, I'm going for work, so it's not even a choice. But Oahu's great. I'm sure the other islands on Hawaii are great too. What, I gotta like go fucking sleep in an active volcano to be real for you? <laughs> I gotta go to the big island where like seven people live and there's literally lava flowing? Yeah. Take me to the touristy spot. Downtown Honolulu. Sounds great. People, I don't know. You guys know the type I'm talking about. It's like the kind of person when you get in... It's like, that's the person where your friend's like, hey, you got to meet my friend. And you meet them, and they suck. And your other friend goes, oh, you just, well, you know, you, once you get to know them a little bit, they're great. And it's like, what is this, fucking white fang? I got to, like, throw raw meat at this douchebag until they warm up to me? How about go fuck yourself? Go find somebody else that's also a douchebag and go hang out with them in the corner. Stop, stop ruining my day. You guys, you guys remember the story of White Fang? It's, uh, it's really, the whole story pretty much is from the perspective of uh, Fang, White Fang. It's really a, I gotta reread White Fang. Right? I think I'm remembering that right, that it's like the whole thing is the perspective of the wolf. And he has this kind of like fucked up wolf life. It's like the, it's like the Revenant, but if it's a wolf. Or if you watch The Revenant and there's a scene with a wolf, but then like it just he just kills Leonardo DiCaprio and then it just follows the wolf, which sounds like a better movie. I mean, I I, I didn't I like The Revenant as it is, but I kind of just want to watch watch White Fang. I mean, there's like a million versions of it, right? 
I could just read White Fang. I need to read more. I should probably read it. I definitely need to read more. As evidenced by me trying to remember the word fucking ignominious. <laughs> infamous. That's the word. Yeah, I got to read. I'm sure they use the word infamous in White Fang like 30 times, and it's like impossible to forget. You're halfway through the book like, I fucking get it. White Fang is an infamous dog. All right. I'll never forget the word. We did Jurassic Park. We did the Luau. Is there something else touristy we did? Oh, well, we got massages. Yeah. We were going to jump out of a... um, We are going to jump out of a plane, but uh, I, I think I might be too fat to jump out of a plane now. <laughs> like, they have, like, a weight requirement. You got to pay extra... If you're over 200, 200 pounds, which I've been since COVID, and I'm like, I'm not paying extra. I'm not paying, like, a fat tax. Fuck that. And then I got all, like, bashful. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'll come back to Hawaii after I've dropped a couple. After I've... Put the down. Look at that. I'm getting fucking good at it. Yeah, so anyway, I, I, I'll skydive next time, but I subbed out skydiving for a Swedish massage with my wife, which was very nice. Not as tough. You know, I'm not a tough guy. I don't pretend to be a tough guy. You know, I, I, I put, up a, put up a brave face. But that was it. That was the trip, man. I had a great time. The only thing I didn't, wasn't able to find was like a throwback uh, Rainbow Warriors T-shirt. Or hat. That's what I was really looking for. I found one in a this place called Harbor's Vintage in Honolulu. It's like this really sweet vintage shop. But it was like it was like a, a child's extra small. It was for like an anorexic kid or something. Speaking of, there was a kid at the comedy festival one night. Like his parents brought a baby into the show. And I like I feel bad. I kind of made fun of the kid a little not the kid, the parents more. I said that the only place less safe to have a baby besides a comedy festival was Michael Jackson's balcony while he was still alive. And the dad got all pissed at me. And I actually said like three or four jokes after that. I went a little hard on the parents that brought the kid. And then like my wife was like, "No, it's cool. You should bring kids out." You know, then parents won't feel as blah, blah. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't fucking know what the right opinion is. I guess whatever. Bring your kids everywhere. Pull the titty out and let them drink milk. Whatever. I don't know. I'm just an old fuck that's too fat to jump out of an airplane. Anyway, Hawaii was great. Let's get into some Timmy Chang, baby. And this music I've set here is like, it's the rain. Do you feel this? This little sound effect. Oh, it stopped. <laughs> I, thought it, I, thought that, I thought that was like a 30-second clip. But I want this to really set the mood to talk a little bit about Hawaii. A little bit about Timmy Chang. All right. That was a shitty sound effect. All right. Well, I, I'm doing, I'm batting like 500 on the sound effects so far. But let's talk about this Rainbow Warrior. A guy who really in a lot of ways, started what was a glorious run for Hawaii football. You know, Colt Brennan didn't just pop out of nowhere. Timmy Chang really did set 
I feel like he like set the stage for something like that to happen where like the whole country got behind Hawaii football, which it needs to do again. They there was a game where Alabama was at Hawaii in 2003. Man, wh- where is that in college football now? Where the SEC is willing to go do something like that. That just doesn't happen anymore. Like the the game has changed to where now it's like half the college football is like the NFL. And then the other half is like my high school football team. I'm telling you, Michigan State Wolverines, when they're playing at Eastern Michigan, I will be a happy man. Until that day, college football has has fucked itself in a lot of ways. But let's talk Timmy Chang. He's amazing. Uh, he went to a St. Louis high school in Honolulu where, listen to the quarterbacks that went there. All right, Mariota and Tua. Two NFL quarterbacks right now went to St. Louis High School, but guess who threw 64 touchdowns his senior year at that same school? Oh, you know who it is. Timmy Chang, outshining the NFL guys. And then I was reading up that Chang had these offers. This would have been in what, like 99? Before he, when he was a, yeah, or 2000 when he was starting his freshman year at Hawaii. He had offers for bigger schools. He could have gone to Cal. He could have gone to Utah. But he stayed home. I love that. When you're on Hawaii, like, it's not a big island. Like, like it really does feel like you would know everybody if you lived there. So the fact that this dude, like, this dude had a passion for his hometown team that I really admired. You kind of see that when you go back and watch interviews with them, some of which I'll link in the YouTube notes and Apple, all that stuff. You'll be able to see it for yourselves. But he was a, he was a, he's a Hawaii man. And I'm happy that he's the coach, even though there's controversy around it, which we'll get to. But anyway, dude, this guy comes to Hawaii. Listen to these numbs. Short for numbers. Can't do it. Can't abbreviate numbs as numbers. It just doesn't work. 19 touchdowns, 19 picks his freshman year. Hell yeah. Love that stat. Attempts 469 passes, only completes 245. That's a percentage of 52.2. We'll talk about this. He does not complete a lot of uh, percentage. This is not a precision passer in the run and gun, or the run and shoot, excuse me, offense that Hawaii was running with June Jones. 19 touchdowns, 19 picks his freshman year. Gets injured his sophomore year, ends up uh, getting whatever whatever that's called, a medical red shirt. Six touchdowns, six picks. It's already right off the bat. I love the symmetry. 25 picks, 25 touchdowns. Now he starts his junior, his, uh, well, it ends up being his sophomore year, even though it's his third year at Hawaii. I love this so much. 25 touchdowns, 22 interceptions. <laughs> this dude, these stat lines for Hawaii games, I swear to God, it's always it's like literally Hawaii 70, San Jose State 62. Like this is the era of like 100 points a game is normal in Hawaii football. It was so fun to watch these late night 2 a.m. Hawaii games. Back in the day, it's one of the things that makes you, made you love football, especially college football back then, man. It was a it was a fun offense. This is the heyday of June Jones. Or I should say leading up to the heyday, Colt Brennan is the heyday. But man, 
Timmy Chang, look, 2003, look at these stats. He's still, he threw 600 attempts that season in 13 games. It's like he's throwing the ball, like, on average 50 times a game. He heaves 29 touchdowns and throws 20 picks. He has two seasons with over 20 picks and one with 19. Now, his senior year, 2004, that's clearly his best season. He throws, what is this, 358 out of 602. Completions to attempts. 600, three seasons in a row, he threw over 600 times. That's just maddeningly high. 38 38 touchdowns, only 13 picks his senior year. Now, one of his records that has still not been touched is he has the most attempts ever in college football. He's also got the most interceptions in college football with 80 because you got to be good to throw that many picks because usually you get benched if you have too many games or you throw five touchdowns and six interceptions, but this coach has to see something in you or you got to be running an offense that allows for those mistakes because every play, you're either it's like it's a touchdown or you're going to just throw a pick deep. It's like a punt at that point. So he just has a fun, man, he just has a fun college career. The, uh, his last game was the uh, comeback against Michigan State. I know they beat Alabama in 2003, but the Michigan State comeback is amazing. Down 21-0, they end up beating them by 11 points. It's all, and it's all touchdowns. That's his last game of, uh, of his college career. Now, once he gets to the NFL, I saw in uh, 05 he was with the Cardinals. Which is, you know, I looked at the quarterbacks on the Cardinals. You had McCown on there, but then it was like Rohan Davey. who was like the, like the I feel like a, a LSU quarterback, if I'm remembering correctly. He's standing out in my head as number six, Rohan Davey. And then uh, John Navarre was the other quarterback. I, I, why didn't they give the Asian quarterback a chance? Has there ever been an Asian quarterback in the NFL? I mean, how fucking cool would that have been? Man, they Cardinals fucked up. You should have just given It's the third string court. What, did, did John Navarre save your season? What are the Cardinals doing? To, I'm sure the Cardinals did not have a good season in 2005. Let's see. I'm gonna guess. I'm and this is I'm I'm not I swear to God I did not look before. I'm gonna guess that they went four and twelve. Let's see. Hey, five and eleven. I was close. Rohan Davy, Josh McCown, yeah, John Navarre, number sixty. Oh, I remember. I think like that was the was that the big tall guy? Whatever. I gotta I you know, I guess he'll be the episode next week. Anyway, uh he gets cut by the uh the Cardinals. He catches on with Detroit for 13 seconds, then he's out of there. Now, the Eagles, in 2006, sent him to play with the Ryan Fire. Ryan Fire, he does okay. He's 50 of 89 for 467 yards. Four touchdowns, three picks. That is very Timmy Chang-esque. He's competing with Drew Henson. Who, do you guys remember Drew Henson? That was the... Uh, He's like the Cowboys quarterback, and they were like, he played third base, and he's 48 years old. This guy's the future. I remember that that, that this is in the era of, like, pathetic Cowboys 
when they're like, Anthony Wright looks pretty good. <laughs> Just like every quarterback that like plays well for half a half a season, they're like, ah, oh, this is the next Aikman, and then they go seven and nine. I'm describing the last 20 years of Cowboys football, by the way. So yeah, Drew Henson was one of those guys where they 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 talked about him. Just Cowboys fans, just like, ugh, just so insufferable. But yeah, so he kind of splits time with him over in NFL Europe. He does play a little bit in Canada with the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats. Not a successful uh, stint. Up in Canada, although he said he met his family there, so I guess whatever, his personal life. Great, you met the love of your life and had children. Good for you. Let's look at your stats, though. Two starts for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, 500 yards. Only one touchdown, seven picks in two games, and that pretty much spells the end for uh, Timmy Chang as a professional football player. He retires in 2009. I also love he was he signed with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers but then retired. Isn't that a cool name? Is it just me, or does Canadian football have some cooler names than a lot of NFL teams? I like the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I like the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Who doesn't like the Toronto Argonauts? What about the uh, Edmonton Eskimos? I mean, I get they're probably going to have to change that, right? I mean, there's no way they're keeping that. You can only have uh, names of uh, <laughs> birds. It's going to be all birds <laughs> so that nobody ever gets their feelings hurt. I'm not going to complain about that anymore. I have to move on. Timmy Chang, NFL career over. Did he get screwed? I don't, I don't really think so. You know, I... I he clearly was not a very accurate quarterback, but the dude was. I mean, look, I, a couple things I noticed watching his clips, and I did watch clips. I watched him lead in a preseason game, the Eagles, all the way down the field, and then Andy Reid falling asleep at the wheel, hands the ball off at the goal line three times, and they don't get in. It's like, why don't you put the ball in the hands of motherfucking all-time college attempts pass leader, 80 picks, and won't lose his job, Timmy Chang. It's the preseason, Andy. He led, he led you down the field. He hand the ball off three times. That was a preseason mistake as far as I'm concerned. But I'm watching clips of Timmy Chang, and when he lands in the pocket, he looks like a baby deer. You guys got to look at it. You got to look. The way he drops back and kind of like hops, he's got a little baby. He's got a little Bambi in his game. And Bambi, in, in the end... You know, didn't give up after his mom died. Bambi is a tough guy. Timmy Chang was also a football lifer. Prove that in his career and afterwards. Let's talk about his coaching career. Now, this is important. He's a grad assistant at SMU where June Jones is. June Jones was his coach in college. They have the Hawaii connection. That'll come back. But then uh, Timmy Chang goes to Jacksonville State University before Dion made it cool. He's the offensive coordinator there, has some success, goes on to some school that I didn't recognize, Emory and Hart or something. It sounded like it sounded where like one of the planeteers went to get blown. I don't know. Emory and Hart. 
But I guess he did well there. And then he, this is the stupidest podcast ever. And then he went to Nevada, where he's like, he taught like, first he taught inside wide receivers, and then tight end, and then he taught all the receivers, which is like the most gradual progression of coaching every season. Like, you can't get hired at a slower pace than that. Interior receivers, tight ends, all receivers. That that increase is like the increase in listenership of this podcast over two years. Like, two listens a fucking episode if I'm lucky. Like, literally, one of you tells somebody else every week. Also, I got, that's as good a time as any to tell you. If you're listening to this show on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review five stars. Write a little something you like in the review. That's always very helpful. And as I've said many times before and will again, please call into the show next week. You can do that right now by calling 323-716-6072 to call and leave a message or bring in the backups. Tell me this podcast sucks and I need to change the theme. That's fine. I don't care. Coaching career anyway. So we got we got him through Nevada. Then I guess he uh, the head coach at Nevada goes to Colorado State. He goes to Colorado State too. And then 10 days later, that dude, man, my burps. Uh, Graham Harrell, the coach at Hawaii, gets fired because he was, I guess he was rough on players. Now, I don't know. I don't know what he was. Maybe he was. I mean, look, I. All I know is that now, like, when you boo too loudly, people are like, we consider the player's mental health. So it's, it's a possibility some of them are pussies. But it's also possible that he was, uh, you know, he was running at old Bear Bryant style where, you know, you only drink water if you're gay. <laughs> and if, if there's one team that's going to have gay football players, it should be the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. I mean, Rainbow is in the name of the team. So of all the teams to be, like, anti-gay, it can't be the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. And I'm, I'm, I'm going a long way for this joke. I don't know if he's anti-gay. I just know the dude got fired for being too rough on the kids. Going a little rough on him. Don't you always love that when people are like, we're clearly <laughs> kids who got like spanked or hit with the belt are like defending it later on. And they're like, yeah, it turned out all right. Turned out all right. I wasn't abused. I sucked. No, never mind. <laughs> oh, pulled back on that one. No. Uh, yeah. Anyway. The failure of Graham Harrell turns out to be a nice little thing for our boy Timmy Chang. And everybody thought, because it was kind of lining up where June Jones could return to Hawaii, but I think it was like the AD at Hawaii, like I guess what the, the, the rumors, the article I read when I say rumors, was basically saying that like June Jones just is too loved. If he came back, he'd be like the guy. Versus, you know, you you get his, like, quarterback in there instead, and you feel like you have a little more control as the athletic director. So it's like you don't want to hire somebody bigger than you because then if things don't go well, the coach will stay and you'll be gone. So that, that, that might have come into play. I don't know. What I do know is that Timmy Chang seems very happy to be back in Hawaii. 
And what I'm hoping is the team has success and that it can they can have a revival. Because I'm telling you, man, Hawaii, when Hawaii football is rolling, that's great for college football. Because that means we can watch good games until one o'clock in the morning. That's really what it means. And some of those go some of those old games, those 70 to 60 shootouts, they were so much fun. I want it back. I want it back. I'm hoping it does come back. I believe in Timmy Chang. I'm ending it there. I think this guy has what it takes to bring Hawaii football where it was in the mid-2000s. And listen to the soft patter of rain to imagine wiping away the failures. God damn it. This clip needs to be longer. Wiping away the failures of Graham Harrell and ushering a new sunny day with Timmy Chang. I see right there I should have a clip of like birds chirping. Let me pull up a thing of birds chirping. Here. Timmy Chang. I'm leaving all of that in. All right. The pause and everything. No editing for this podcast. You get every every little bit of it. What am I going to do? I, I, I had somebody, I did somebody's podcast once and I was trying to talk to him about not editing because they were like, I edit the ums for people and it's like, you can't do that. You can't do that. Can't do it. You, you can't do it. Thank you, Mike. You can't do it because it's like, don't take this the wrong way, audience, but like you're not, you're not that important to lose the ums. You're just not. I mean, if like, I, I could make the argument if there was a ton of people listening to this, but then look at the best, what's the best podcast in the world? You know what I'm going to say. You know what name's coming next. Oh, yeah, baby. Joey Rogues. 11 million podcast <laughs> listens every month or whatever the fuck it is. Some insane number. Dude, he just talks for three hours. Nonstop. No editing. Unless you say something personal about Tim Dillon, in which case I guess he'll edit that out sometimes. But besides that, that's that to me, that's the model. Is like you just gotta you gotta get good enough to where you just talking normally is good enough for people to listen to. And if you have too many ums and likes and all that crap. Well, then you better just stop talking like that. But it's too, it's too much work to go back in and edit. So anyway, the point of that was I'm leaving in the big silence between birds chirping. Yeah, really, I really do need to get a Hawaii Rainbow Warriors t-shirt. that fe- It has to feature the rainbow. That's the cool part of that old uniform, that, that 70s Hawaii uniform. It was with a lighter green. It was white, green. And then a rainbow on the helmet or on the sleeve. That that shit looked awesome. And I'll say this too: when we were in Hawaii, another thing we did—I forgot this. I, I guess this is touristy, but they have a like I guess a flea market where you walk around uh, Aloha Stadium, which is truly—I mean—a rusty pail of death. I mean, that stadium looks like it's about to collapse on itself. I can't believe they were they were having events in it two years ago or a year ago, even before COVID, I guess during COVID. It's crazy. 
But we went there. I took a couple photos at Eric Helwig on Instagram if you want to see them yourself. But yeah, I mean, that stadium is uh, is badass. I cannot wait for them to build the new Hawaii stadium, whatever that's going to be. And you got to like, you got to get some cool memories in there. I mean, how great would that be if Timmy Chang, because they're supposed to build the new stadium in the spot where the old stadium is. I don't know. I don't even remember where I was going with this. I don't know. I was at the stadium. I thought it was cool. I want there to be a football culture back in Hawaii. I think that'll happen. I hope that happens. We'll see if uh, we'll see if Timmy Chan makes it uh, makes it happen. I want to also uh, I should plug this once. I'll do this very quickly too because it's so far out. But I just booked a headlining theater gig. What? I don't get a lot of those. And by I don't get a lot of those, I mean I've never had one of those before. But I am so fucking excited for this, guys. This is a paid gig in Temecula, California. In Temecula, California. It's called The Merc. There are two shows on a Saturday night, May 28th. 7 o'clock and a 9 o'clock. Grab tickets now. They are on my website, erichelwig.com. If you are in the area, which I still don't even know where Temecula is. I think it's like near San Diego. I don't know. I guess if you live in Temecula, you know where it is. <laughs> I should probably figure out where it is. It's. I think it's in San Diego, or I think it's around San Diego. I'm not going to Google it. Just because I don't care, not because I don't want you, I don't want silence on the podcast. Obviously, I've established I will not edit it out. But yeah, I'm very excited to be doing that. Uh, so I'll try not to plug it every podcast until it happens. But again, if you are in that area, if you know somebody around the Temecula area, wherever the hell that is, pretty sure it's in California. I know it's in California. I know it's two hours from where I live. And it can't be more west because that would be the ocean. So it's got to be, <laughs> is this helpful? Is this interesting to listen to? It's either north, south, or east of L.A. in two hours. <laughs> or some combination. Maybe a southeast. Maybe a northeast. I guess those are the only options now that I think about it. It's either north, northeast, east, Southeast or South. It's one of those five. There's a 20% chance I'm right when I say it's Southeast of LA by two hours. Let's just go with that. Wherever you are, Temecula. What are the chances someone in Temecula is listening to this right now? Next to nothing, I'm assuming. But if you are, the phone number to call in and call me a moron is 323 716 6072. You call into the show, you say Timmy Chang was wronged, and Temecula is actually next to Sacramento, and I'll jump out of a window. All right. I'm gonna be in Temecula. I'm very excited. The Merc, a historic theater that exists somewhere two hours away from Los Angeles in a direction. I mean, I think that's it. I think that's all. I've covered everything I needed to cover on this podcast. I mean, we've gotten to the really important issues. 
you know, I need to lose some weight. Too fat to jump out of a plane. I like the name Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, <laughs> Timmy Chang was the offensive coordinator at Jacksonville State University. I don't know what else you want from a podcast. What else can I give people? I have nothing left to give. I've I, this is this is what I have to offer the world. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the show. These these no guest episodes are always an adventure. Because I'm like, do I even need who am I proving this to that I can do this for an hour? Like, like what am I trying to declare <laughs> to the world? These could be 20 minutes. If do you want, would you prefer if they're 20 minutes? Call in and let me know. The phone number, 323-716-6072. I think I know what I'm trying to declare to the world. I'm a man. I'm 40. Almost. I'm getting closer to that 40 than I'd like to admit. Less than four years away from it. I got to make shit happen. I got to get more gigs like my Temecula gig. So I will continue to keep working on that. I should mention, too, for all local shows, for those of you that are listening in L.A., and I actually I do know who listen. I know that a lot of you listen in L.A. because I can look at the numbers. Thank you, Podbean. If you want uh, information on more local shows, those usually come up a little last minute. I don't really plug those as much on the podcast. Follow my social media, at Eric Helwig on Instagram, on Twitter. You'll always see the shows up there. I keep them updated. If you have not done this yet, when you go to erichelwig.com, the Bands in Town page, there's a little follow button. When you click on that, it'll just, you put in your zip code, and anytime I'm within like a 20-mile radius performing of you, it'll notify you. So if you actually do want to see me do stand-up live, which, I mean, after a podcast like this, why wouldn't you? Do that. EricHelwig.com, follow my Bands in Town page. I expect no fewer than one or two people to do it in the next two weeks. We are growing this podcast at the same rate that actual people grow families, which is I get one new follower every nine months. All right. I got to end it. I feel like I had something to say about babies. Oh, no, I already talked about the baby at the show and going too hard on the parents. Okay, it, it's over. The podcast is over. Thank you for listening. Uh, have a nice next two weeks. I'll see you in uh, mid-March for the next episode of the podcast where a guest will be on the show. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to support us for free, there are many ways to do it. Start by subscribing on whatever platform you're currently listening on. If you're on Apple Podcasts, write a five-star review. And if you're on YouTube, like the video and leave a comment. On erichelwig.com, you can subscribe to the newsletter and click the track button to follow Eric's stand updates and never miss a show when he's in town. To support the podcast financially, visit the merch store via Eric's website. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next show. <laughs>